Welcome to Neon City, where the lights are bright but darkness looms. Where Detective Jack Tracer spends his evenings investigating the strange, eerie, and unknown. What secrets lay hidden just beyond the street lamps? Find out on Neon Nights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. When we last left our story, Mickey had just confessed her connection to the mysterious Tranquility Program. Are they behind Bud's recent demise? Or is someone else pulling the Smiler's strings? Find out in Part 4 of The Case of the Smiling Shadows. What did you say? I'm a member of the Tranquility Work Program. Uh, hang on a second. Mister, I'm on a strict schedule. Just hang on, will ya? I'm sorry, mister. There'll be another bus in the morning. You're a Danny boy? I was. But I thought after Scarlet, After you were... what happened with Scarlet, I tried to quit Virgo Dan cold turkey... But I didn't realize how bad the withdrawal could be. It was hell. Like my soul was being ripped apart. When I couldn't fight the cravings anymore, I started buying it myself. It almost cost me the pub. The worst part was I knew it'd get back to Scarlet eventually. I was so ashamed. Scarlet? The Dead Rose controls all the Danny in Neon City. When she found out I was using of my own free will, she ordered all the dealers to cut me off. I suppose I should thank her for that. She hadn't. I never would have found tranquility. It saved me life. The factory where we met Bud. You've been there before, hadn't you? That's how you knew your way around so well. Yes. Why didn't you tell me? I've never told anyone until now. I'm sorry. I don't want any more pity or judgment. I've had enough of that in my life already. Mickey. What? Thank you. For trusting me. You're welcome. Now, I don't know if Bud was trying to finger TWP or not, but if you think there's a chance, I can take you there. Thank you. It's a ten minute drive. If we leave now, we'll probably beat them there. It was almost midnight when we pulled up to the offices of Tranquility. The last bus showed up five minutes later. Mickey explained to me that there was no way of sitting in on a meeting the first time without a doctor's recommendation. So, we decided to wait for it to break up and see if anyone would be willing to talk. It was an old-fashioned stakeout. So, what's it like in there? At the meetings? It's pretty low-key, usually. 
coffee and donuts, that sort of thing. Everyone gets a chance to talk, if they want to. And at the end, anyone who's interested can be matched for work assignments or fitted for a transistor. Uh, sorry, a, a transistor? She pushed back her hair over her ear, revealing a small metal device, the same shape and size as a hearing aid. If not for the light of the passing car, I might not have noticed it at all. She removed it carefully and placed it in my hand. Uh, what's it do? A transistor creates a signal that stimulates the brain's neural pathways to help restore lost memories. Wow, this little thing does all that. <laughs> Before I started using it, I've been off the Danny for months. But my mind still felt like a dark room. The memories were all in shadows. And after? It was like someone turned on the light. That story you told me about Limerick. Would you be able to remember it without this thing? I don't know. But I doubt it. Hmm. Small price to pay, though. For the memory. Life is swell with double L. Our motors are so stunning. They'll keep your robots running. We fix them up and add a cup of cheer. Our inexpensive sprockets. Keep money in your pockets. Life is swell. With double L. <laughs> what? What's so funny? That's the old double L Motors jingle. Double what? Double L Motors was Bud's old company. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I forget sometimes you're not from around here. Well, they used to have this jingle. Bit of an earworm. They played it so often, it'd drive you nuts. Life is swell with double L. <laughs> uh, I guess the station still plays it. Good on them. You know, they used to be the biggest employer in Neon City. You're kidding me. It's true. They made all kinds of stuff. Their specialty was replacement motors for household robots. <sighs> it was a shame when they were forced to sell to McQueen. He could have walked away, you know. Windle James McCoy. No one would have blamed him. But he stayed. Used his share of the money to set up a trust that created programs like Tranquility. It's not a bad name, really. Windle McCoy. I can see why he preferred Bud, though. Well, it's after one. The meeting should be letting out any time now. I won't let him die in vain, Mickey. I promise. Thank you. Here they come. Let's go. Jack, wait. What is it? Something's not right. What do you mean? Nobody's talking at all. Usually after a meeting, everyone hangs out until the buses show up to shoot the breeze. But these folks are all stonewalled. Turn the radio off. I stood outside the car for a moment and listened closely. But I couldn't make out the sound of a single conversation being had in front of the building. They were all just standing there in the shadows, waiting. My stomach tightened. The situation was beginning to feel a little too familiar. Then, all at once, half the group turned abruptly and started walking off down the road.
You got any walkie-talkies? Yeah, there's a set in the boot. Good. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. You stay here and monitor this group. I'm going to tell the others. If either of us sees anything, we radio. Are you sure you want to play it this way, Jack? I mean, you got a better idea? Uh, I guess not. Monitor their station three. Jack, my transistor. Oh, uh, right. Sorry. I forgot I still had it. Here you go. Thanks. Jack? Yeah? Watch your back, Boyo. You too, pal. Hello, listeners. It's time for another edition of our audio drama spotlight. This time we're taking a look at the infinite bad. Here is Maximilian John to tell you all about it. Hello, I'm Game Master and Architect of Fear, Giorgio Mariani. I've been hosting role-playing games for 20 years. The Infinite Bad is a weekly comedy horror podcast set in the 1920s. The story follows four unlikely heroes traveling through extravagant settings and investigating a web of evil as their Agatha Christie sensibilities meet Lovecraftian horror. Seek out The Infinite Bad on iTunes, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And look us up on Twitter at The Infinite Bad. And if you would like to be on a future audio drama spotlight, just send us an email at neonnightspodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a direct message on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer. And now back to Neon Knights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. Mickey. Mickey, do you copy? I'm here, Jack. Any movement on your end? Negative. They're all still standing there. It's a bit eerie. I know what you mean. Where are you? About four blocks down and still moving. I don't think they'll be... Wait. Hang on. They just turned right down Wilder. I think they're headed for the waterfront. I'll radio back from my new position. 10-4. Steady on, Flynn. Steady on. Jack, I'm here. Great. Uh, I'm hunkered down on a fire escape overlooking the docks. Are they still moving? No, they've stopped. They're all just standing like they were before, and there's a ship about the dock. I think they might be waiting for it. Can you see the name of the ship? Let me see. Something with an F, I think. The Flora? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Flora. A couple of trucks just pulled up, too. Some guys are getting out. It's a Virgodan shipment. That boat belongs to the Dead Rose. Oh, shit. They're moving towards it. Jack, get out of there. Jack? Jack! They blew it up. They blew up the boat. They all were on it and... (laughs) Hang on. Jack! Okie dokie then. Okie dokie then. Okie dokie then. Okie. Okie dokie then. Okie dokie. Okie. 
Mickey? Mickey, do you copy? They killed everyone. They, they, they killed themselves. They walked on board and... Mickey! Mickey, over here! Mickey! We, uh... Mickey? Oh, oh, Mickey! Your body is quite secured to that chair. What's the matter, Max? You afraid I'm gonna hug you too tight? <laughs> you know, you've accomplished a rare feat, Mr. Tracer. You've got me standing on terra firma. I don't do that for just anybody. What do you want, Max? I want to personally welcome you to research and development for the Tranquility Program. After your little scuffle at the docks, I instructed Officer Flynn to bring you here, so we could talk. Where is she? What did you do to her? I fixed her. That's what we do here, Jack. We fix people. Now, Wendell McCoy and I may have had our differences over the years, but there's one idea in which we both firmly believed. Even broken things can still have value. You know, Jack, I was just going to give up on you. I couldn't see the value of keeping you around. But then I realized... You're broken too. Just like Mickey was. Just like all the others were. So, I've decided to fix you instead. Mickey... Now, I'm afraid I have to get going. But don't worry. Officer Flynn will see to your safe transition. I think you'll find there's real beauty and tranquility, Jack. Take care. Max. Max! Mickey, please. You don't want to do this. You've got to fight it, Mickey. Fight it, no! Nita went to my arm and everything started feeling heavy. I could feel myself sinking. My words started to slur, and I could feel the cold of the metal as she positioned the transistor into my ear. And this was it. Whenever I woke up, I knew I'd be one of them. Another smiling shadow in Max's army of forgotten. The signal was in my head now. I could feel it tingling in my brain, feel my face slipping into a grin. Jack, 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 Jack. My voice. I knew that voice. The cold metal was gone, but I, could, I was still slipping. Was I dreaming? Jack, 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 Jack. Red, 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 red. And everything went dark. I thought I heard you groaning. 
How you feeling, champ? Uh, like I got the um, worst hangover of my life. Yeah, I'll bet. It's from the sedative. Here, have some coffee. It should help. Where are we? Somewhere safe. Drink your coffee. Mickey, is she... Uh... She's here. She's safe. It's McQueen. He's controlling the Tranquility members. Yeah, I know. Scarlet picked up my gun and walked to the door. She looked through the peephole and let out a sigh. Whether it was out of relief or contempt, I wasn't sure. She unlocked the door and opened it wide. And standing on the other side was Atticus Bell. Hello, Emily. Hello, Dad. Jack has finally come full circle in his search for Atticus Bell. But with Scarlet's stirring secret revealed, what other discoveries will dear old Dad deliver? Find out next time on Neon Nights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. Neon Nights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer was co-created by Will Snyder and Rachel Craig and is an Evil Kitten production. Please visit our website, evilkittenproductions.com. The Case of the Smiling Shadows was written by John Patrick Wenzel and directed by Sarah Sarko. Our theme song is done by Daniel Carl with additional music by Kevin McLeod and Dr. Saxlove. All jingles were written by Brad Brubaker and the crowd goes wild. Jack Tracer is played by Will Snyder. Mickey Flynn is played by Amanda Foreman. Scarlet is played by Rachel Craig. Max McQueen and narration are done by John Patrick Wenzel. The bus driver is played by Gabe Templin, and Atticus Bell is played by C.J. Chapman. Did you know that we have a Patreon? Please head to patreon.com forward slash Productions. We have rewards and tiers that can fit any budget. Become a patron of Neon Nights today. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neon Nights Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer. And finally, if you like the show, help us grow. Leave a rating and a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thank you for listening. <laughs>